0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul, and I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here. If you can't tell by those little uh, sleigh bells, which, by the way, I am going to put in there. Oh, I hear them. Uh, little ding, ding, ding. Oh, we're, I can hear them. We're ring a tinga, <laughs> and we're ding a lingin'. Oh yeah, uh, we're. Is that how that song goes? We're ding, ding, ding a
1: I have no idea. No, that, that
0: can't be how it goes. Why is that how it is in my head? I ring ching, ting tingling, ding, ding, ding a ling. That's Do... not right. It... I have no ring ting tingling. There's no way it's dingling. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I hope it can't is. be right i really ring hope ting tingling ding ding dingling. that's what it is in my head yeah, yeah so, so whether you're ring ting tingling or you're ding ding dingling oh, yeah. um i mean hey it's a holiday do what you like oh yeah um Pandemic we are back. Holiday. <laughs> we are back here. Uh, it's officially a tradition now. We have do, We have done a special Christmas episode. This is now our second Christmas in a row. Oh yeah. Um. So we've we've made it two Christmases. Our first one, we didn't know that there was going to be a pandemic. Two 20- very
1: vast uh, yeah. differences. We, we of, were so uh... happy
0: last last oh, yeah. year. Who would have
1: thought? Oh, we were doing great. <laughs> Who would have thought?
0: Uh. But yes. Yeah, so we're coming back to do more Klaus. Last year we did the Klaus origin which was the first uh, six issues of How Klaus Began, again, by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. Um, If you haven't read
1: it, do it. It's amazing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Please go back and uh, read that origin. Go back and listen to our episode where we discussed it. Um, Because this week, what we're going to be doing is digging into some of the Klaus one-offs. Um if this is your first time joining us, this is a fine place to jump on. That's totally fine, too. Oh, yeah. Um, to introduce you to what this is, uh, I mean, normally what we do on the podcast yeah, is- Yeah, this,
1: this is like a half an episode. Yeah, this is like, this is. we're <laughs>
0: not quite, we're going to get, we're breaking all the rules here on Christmas is what
1: we're doing. It's worth it for Klaus.
0: Yes, because normally what we'll do is we'll read a comic book, uh, like a full six-issue arc, usually, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer- um, and then review that story, talk about it, and then we'll also, at the end of the podcast, compare it to an adaptation that it had. For example, next week we're going to be reading the first appearance of the Cheetah in Wonder Woman in the Golden Age story, and then watching Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. That's, what, that's a really good example of what we do, because that one is actually coming out live.
1: Yeah, when this comes out, we'll probably have watched it. Yeah, so
0: check <laughs> back on Monday to, uh, to check out 1984. We'll be, wa- we'll be watching that. I mean, if you're listening to this
1: episode, we might be watching it right now.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Because um, this is Christmas, and I think it comes out on Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh that's when this will be out. I wonder
1: if they'll do like the ten o'clock like the night before. Who knows? I hope so. It's gotta be midnight at least. It, oh, if
0: it comes out at midnight, I, I might just fucking if yeah. they do like
1: the six AM or eight AM bullshit, I'm gonna be pissed. I hate that. <laughs>
0: on DC Universe, they used to release things at like eleven AM, and I was like, uh, Why? That's so why dumb. are you
1: making me wait?
0: <laughs> like I woke up, it's the day. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> like it's,
1: it's been ready for months by this point. Yeah, like, just Come release on. it. Yeah, eleven AM. Oh yeah. fuck you. This is digital. <laughs> right.
0: Um, but yeah, so, so normally that's what we'd do. We'd review a comic and an adaptation. Unfortunately, this is such a good comic that uh, we wanted to do it anyway, even though there has not been an adaptation. I would be-
1: love an adaptation. Yeah, for better
0: or worse. Yeah. Because um, I have a feeling it would. I don't know. Unless I mean, it, <laughs> I feel unless, it would unless not Grant get- Morrison themselves was a part of it, I don't know if I'd be excited. Yeah.
1: I mean, it probably would never get the budget for it, but. That's yeah. true. Oh, man. <laughs> Klaus
0: would need a budget. That's oh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely. for damn sure. But imagine a full, like an HBO level. Grant Morrison
1: led Klaus show, like Game of Thrones budget. Yeah, oh yeah, imagine I would, that. I would just love seeing that. like Santa's
0: workshop, just <laughs> fucking god. Ooh, just fucking flying missiles everywhere. Like what the fuck? The Shining family just <laughs> emerging from the oh my god, Etheria. Imagine the Shining family with like a fucking like Legion esque like kind of like uh, style to it. Yeah, that'd be insane. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't read Klaus before, basically what it is, is it's the story of Santa. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Uh, mm. It's Santa if he was like a a big like uh, Superman type like daddy figure yeah. uh, who went out and saved the day. It's like
2: Geralt Santa. Yeah, it's like Socialist <laughs> Santa Geralt. Yeah. Think, pretty much.
0: Um, so I love him. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, I think, probably one of Grant Morrison's best work, at least as far as the recent era. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely Grant Morrison's like like the one book you should seek out in the modern era I think. Oh yeah. Um and uh, Dan Mora's art is like unparalleled. This is some of the best art
1: you will see in comics. Oh, a like, straight down. up, yeah. Absolutely. Um and for some reason like is obviously They're like Santa Claus uh, style, so it's a lot of snow in the the sequences. And for some reason, the way he does snow in like uh, just normal style panels is insane.
0: Well, and the way he draws characters, I think, is my favorite thing. Oh yeah, like every character, like it looks very simple. Like there's nothing like like it's not hyper realistic or anything, but like it's very simple. But every like face is like so expressive and just so like pleasing to look at. Like it just the whole thing is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And like Dan Mora, like as good as Dan Mora is. Like, if you look, like, this is definitely the best work Dan Mora is is doing as far as I've seen. Oh, yeah. Even, like, uh, as far as, like, across everything I've seen. Like, Klaus is where, like, the the big guns get pulled up. I can tell every time.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: So this book uh, is something that needs to be read. Like, and I would highly recommend getting this in physical version, too. Oh, yeah. I'm normally a person who uh, I'm always, like... Comic writers and comic producers and editors probably hate me because I'm always telling people to read digital and to yeah. get the subscriptions <laughs> and shit. They're like, no, damn you. You're going to kill my industry. <laughs> like, well, sorry, but I need money.
1: It's kind of the future. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but for this one, I would highly recommend getting this book physical, which yeah, is something absolutely. I wouldn't normally recommend because the, not only is the art amazing, but the way they print these books also looks fantastic, especially yeah. the the origin story. I have that one in hardcover and it's printed in like this beautiful hardcover with like these gold lined pages.
2: Yeah.
1: Like if you picture like a traditional, like, like high class, like Christmas style, like, uh, like, kind of decor or whatever like it's literally like that kind of style yeah it
0: looks like a tome like you'd see in like a Christmas like Pixar movie like the grandpa would pull out the Christmas tome (laughs) to tell the story that's exactly what it looks like for
1: real though like it's amazing yeah
0: these are worth buying and Uh, they come in three hardcovers the How Santa Began we talked about the one we're going to talk about today is I think called Adventures of Santa Claus it contains uh, The Crying Snowman and Life and Times of Joe Christmas which are the two issues we're going to talk about today yeah yeah Uh, and then there's the other hardcover which talks about the two that we are not talking about today that we're going to talk about next year which is going to be uh crisis in xville and i can't remember the other one
2: yeah i can't remember
0: something about winter the eternal winter or something
2: yeah i'm blanking
0: um but it's it's the other hardcover um besides the one that we're talking about today it is
1: the witch of winter
0: the witch of winter that's what it is yep um, so, yeah, so we, so that'll give us... Unfortunately, there was not a new Klaus this year. I was really hoping there would be. So far, there's been one every year, um, but this year just didn't happen. I mean, it's, but yeah, that's it's understandable. We, we got the, the collections coming out, so there is Klaus Media at least being released. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we got the hardcovers at least this year. Uh, but to get into it, we're going to be talking about... Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Klaus and the Crying Snowman. Uh, we talked about it. This is written by Grant Morrison, <clears throat> illustrated by Dan Mora, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. Um, with these Klaus one-offs, the, the way this is written, the what we reviewed last year, the story of how Santa began, that one was very linear. It was six issues all in an order, all kind of like telling one story, kind of like a traditional comic. Yeah, These one-offs are entirely different because these one-offs basically set you at basically any time... F- In history, because Klaus has been around forever. So these one-offs each take place at a different part in history, even, usually. Yeah. And so like each one could literally start you anywhere, and they basically just start filling in clues of a bigger universe... Uh, without really ever filling you in on too much of the detail, just it kind of it feels like you're reading a one-off for, like, we mentioned this last year, for a story that's existed in oh, continuity yeah. for 20 years, but really this is the first time it's being introduced. Yep. Um, so, like, you get that a lot where it'll be like Santa is, like, just jumping into a battle with, like, these weird allies who you've never met. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Father Frost, let's go. It's yeah. like, oh, of course, Father Frost. I don't know who he is, but I'm rolling with it.
1: Literally a cat with an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. <right>? Here we <laughs> like, go. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So you just got kind of have to pick up the details as you go. No, but they give you enough to to go off. Like Grant Morrison does a very good job that they give you enough details that you can kind of just like be like, Oh, I can kind of infer what the general story was that probably happened there.
1: Yeah, and it's always things that are just completely like out of left field and like just sound ridiculous but yeah, they're also like, amazing
0: fighting the the sentient missiles on the moon like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell
1: in the the third moon war it's like wait wait what <laughs> and it doesn't feel random either because these oh, things no. get re-
0: referenced later on too yep. and you'll even get pictures later on of that event like that yeah. you thought he would or that you thought they would just forget about
1: yeah they're like, never oh. just like throw away names yeah or, like, exactly things. So it's
0: really, really cool. Um, this one is all about, um, it's called The Crying Snowman because it's very clearly going to be like a Frosty the Snowman take. Oh, yeah. Um, because this whole Klaus thing has kind of been taking these like uh, public domain stories around the holidays and just mixing them into one continuity. Yeah. Which is a really clever way to just make your own Justice League universe without paying anything, which I really <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> right, for real though. This is for the people, damn it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Graham Morrison's always been great at that, like taking like myths or legends or like uh, urban like kind of pop culture stories and kind of creating alternate history versions of Yeah, them. and
0: makes putting it in like kind of like a comic booky kind of like context. Oh as yeah.
1: Well. Yeah, like yeah that, that's a really like, good twist on it. Yeah, they've always been great like the Invisibles especially. There's a lot of cool examples yep. in that that I won't spoil. Um and the the way this is set up too, it starts out
0: with like uh, this frosty the snowman type character uh, we learned their name is Sam, uh, just melting in the snow like in front of this like childhood home. And they're having these memories come back to them. They're like, kind of like almost like coming down from like a hallucination. They're like, wait, I thought I had all these adventures. Like, I thought I was like fighting on the moon with Santa Claus. Like, yeah. was I losing my mind? Was that, was none of that real? Am I just a snowman?
1: Yeah, because he's got like a giant, uh, like, uh, limb of a tree almost as yeah. an arm. He's like, why would I need this? Like, what would this even be for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- none
0: of this makes any sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I must have been hallucinating. Well, time to die.
1: Yeah, like constantly just having visions of like him getting in an like, accident or a crash. And like, yeah. random visions of his son and his wife. Yeah, and- there's little
0: flashes of that too, like a human life where you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it like, doesn't quite make sense yet, but yeah.
1: Like, yeah, like his like existential, like, horror sequences are very troubling sometimes.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, but then Klaus comes up and, and uh, Klaus is like, oh, don't start that. There's no need for tears now, Sam. You did good. And he kind of like just like grabs Sam and like puts his eye back after it melted off, puts yeah. it back in his head. And he's like, "No, no, 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 you don't remember, but like you helped me save the world. Like the world will be destroyed if not for you, Sam. Remember." Mm-hmm. And we kind of flash back um, to Sam's beginnings, where we start out. Uh, Dan Mora draws the shit out of like this like Christmas demon. Yeah, which, it's like a tree monster. Yeah. Oh my god, this thing looks cool. Um, and it's just like Klaus with this sword, just like doing battle. Like, this could belong in any like action book, like any comic book. And it, like, it looks badass. Oh, yeah. You tell people this is a book about like Klaus and like being a superhero. Like, that sounds That's cheesy ridiculous. and dumb. Yeah. yeah. But no, this
1: is <laughs> fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. And again, like the snow just makes it like insanely that much better. Yeah.
0: And like the shadow across Klaus with just the sword and the cape lit up, like it looks fucking yeah. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And so he's doing battle with this creature. And um, like, even the sequences here are pretty cool because he just like, uh, Klaus just whistles like you just see this music note and it calls uh Lily his uh his wolf companion who we learned about last yeah. year um like to do battles like good job Lily and then like the it's like this symbol which I'm only guessing is like him whistling some kind of like rune or something or some kind of like uh message
1: yeah no, Graham Morrison uh it comes up a lot with uh their stuff where like language is huge and text and stuff like yeah. that where the invisibles it comes up a lot with the alphabet and it's like we only know half of the alphabet and the rest is like it's because the other letters hold like a ton of power so oh, like interesting language they like kind of incorporate is almost like an ancient like magic right. almost it's like a really cool concept yeah they that definitely seems
0: like the same concept here then i bet you i bet you they're pulling off the same resources there
1: oh yeah definitely
0: because uh because klaus keeps using that that symbol like, again when he fires the arrow like
1: whoop yeah i can't remember from the like the first one we read where if that comes up where did like he learn that from the Shining family or yeah
0: uh because the Shining family visited him and kind of gave him the powers of Klaus yeah and I think he had like this kind of like communication with nature he's almost like a druid kind of type it seems yeah, like yeah. so I think he had that already the kind of like these ancient symbols in this ancient language yeah So, but I think the Shining family is what like kind of mixed that in and made that like magically Im- imbued it's kind of what yeah. I'm getting from this he
1: probably got like a uh, like a download of like information yeah like, like incorporated that
0: because yeah, if you don't remember when we talked about it last year uh klaus basically got his powers like he was desperate just looking for help and he got these powers from these like extra planal entities that kind of visited him in the night and gave him these powers and then he started giving out gifts in the night without (laughs) knowing
2: uh
0: so yeah that's got to be some kind of extension of that um but then that thing he defeats this giant tree monster we see that it's actually like planting seeds so there's like a whole bunch of them now and granted and like it took so long for like them to kill that so now they're like oh shit like now we're in trouble like this is an invasion
1: yep so and the then you get the greatest Deus Ex ever. Oh right, with the Yule Goat, the Yule Goat, <laughs>
0: and Father Frost, the shirtless hunk of Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, the sh- the shirtless socialist. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he will too. I'll just stand back and watch. And the Yule Goat's like, oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Be gone! Yeah, it
1: literally, just says be gone, and they just burst into flames. Yeah, that's
0: that's cool. I, <laughs> right. I, again, I don't know all the, the the folklore to like know everything behind these characters, but that yeah, does yeah. like strike me as just familiar enough to be like, wait, I think that is a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and again, no one's expected to be like a, a Christmas lore expert, but the fact that like Grant Morrison did the research pays off a lot here. It makes it pretty cool. Oh, definitely. Um, Father Frost is basically described here as um, a. Father Christmas Klaus type figure, but for like a, uh, it was for like a socialist. Did they mention what country Father Frost comes from? Uh, Romania. Yep. Um, so he's like the Romanian uh, Klaus basically. Um, but he even mentions like, well, since uh, uh, he's like, as a communist Santa, I'm kind of being forgotten, like replaced by a more traditional Santa Claus. So right now, like this time of year, I don't really have much to do. Like I, my role has been uh, supplanted. Yep. So now I'm just kind of going around trying to help people. Yeah, and Father Frost actually shows up in a couple other issues that you'll we'll read from Klaus, like just showing up. It was there was basically like a Justice League of of uh, Santa Clauses yep. from different cultures who kind of like teamed up. The Yule Goat and uh, Father Frost were a part of that.
1: Yeah, it was literally called the Lunar Silver or the Lunar Civil War. Yeah, and we see
0: them like fighting the Lunar Civil War, and it's like very trippy. Like, like we said, the sentient like missiles and like the oh, the that, umbrellas
1: and shit. That's 100% like a hundred percent like parody of the Sgt. Pepper's Beatles cover.
0: Oh, is that? I didn't notice that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, weird that Grant Morrison's making a Beatles reference, but yeah, it comes up
1: in the next issue or the next uh, the joke. Then one off. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's the another Beatles time.
0: reference. Yep. This next page that's coming uh, is basically uh, they describe these invaders that are coming like this isn't the first time they visited um father frost describes it to klaus he basically says like no these these invaders have come before like they came like in in uh in like the early like uh like times of the vikings and like attacked and klaus is like wait you mean like Ragnarok? And he's like, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. And we see a whole page of like these, uh, these demons like invading Earth. We even see Thor in there, like with the hammer. This is probably
1: the craziest page in the book. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, holy shit, Thor's in this. It's absolutely nuts.
0: Yeah. And it's not the Marvel Thor. It's very much like an old Norse Thor. Oh, yeah. Um, and then like, uh, we even see like Fenris, the wolf, like
1: getting killed by, uh, by one of the Asgardians here. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, cause don't like, uh, isn't he pulling like a bunch of stuff from like the Nordic stuff Cause, Yeah, like the the comet's literally called Loki. Yep. And like yeah they end up fighting cuz yeah Surtur's like at the end too. Yeah, yeah, the way they twisted it at the
0: end like some of these were were uh The people who are invading and they kind of like yeah we'll talk about it at the end but it kind of does get twisted. This whole thing is a take on that Norse tale of Ragnarok. Yeah, but yeah, like you mentioned, there's this comet called Loki that's kind of circling the planet and it's finally come back. Like they attacked back in the time of like the Norse gods, but now it's finally circled around and it's coming back for Earth.
1: It looks amazing too. Damn it. Yeah, yeah Damora draws it where it's like almost, it's just like a giant uh, skyline of a city like around a globe.
0: Yeah, it looks like almost like, uh, not quite like apocalypse, but it looks like a giant city like on an asteroid yeah. flying by. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and so Klaus is like, all right, well, I guess we have to like go do battle. I guess we have to fill in for Thor. Like this is our job now.
1: <laughs> and, Way to uh, go, Thor.
0: One, one line that I really like that he has, uh, he tells, um, uh, Klaus mentions like, I have to alert the Yule lads. Like no matter what, Christmas must go on whether whether I'm the one doing it or not. I have to go save the world. You old (laughs) lads go serve the presents. (laughs) I love that. It's like no matter what the presents must go on. Right. They must not stop. They must not stop. Um, but then, yeah, as Klaus is about to leave, he hears, like, this voice from the woods, and it's like, hello, uh, what's going on? I'm kind of, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and the snowman, the sentient snowman with, like, this giant kind of, like, mutated arm comes crawling out of the woods, like, clearly created by this, like, seed that dropped. Yeah. Because one of the arms, like, even looks like the same style as those trees he was fighting earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like this tree kind of mutated and, like, turned this snowman alive. And the snowman's like, what's going on? Like, why do I feel cold? Like, what's going on? And Klaus <laughs> is like, oh, this is alarming. Like, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> like, are you by chance a snowman? And <laughs> We've we been got looking a- for one of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you'll fit right in. Uh, and the snowman, it, it gets revealed at the end, but we keep getting these, like, flashes of, like, a human life, which is perplexing at first as well. Like, we see, like, a, a boy, like, a human boy, like, putting together a snowman. And these lines from off screen kind of saying, like, uh um it sounds like his dad talking like oh kid i have work real life to do we can't do this now and then mm. this the this woman talking saying like a gift huh from her i suppose so it's like there's this like human element going on like from these characters we haven't met happening in the background that doesn't quite make sense yet yeah but the, the snowman, this page of him having the existential crisis is like hilarious. It looks like that painting of like the alien in the road. Yeah, I don't know what that painting is called. I probably should.
1: <laughs> For some reason, this is gonna sound. I don't even think it's an alien. It, I don't know what the painting it's definitely is. not this. but my first thought was the screamer. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's an alien. Is but... it literally called that? The Screamer, maybe. It can't be. Oh, that's a Screamer, all right.
0: (laughs) I mean, he's definitely screaming. It's a very sensual painting. Not many people know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) God, Oh, But yeah, the the snowman even says, like, hey, can someone call 911? I think I'm hallucinating. I think I took something. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Klaus is like, you're not hallucinating. Like, we need to go help the children. And the snowman's like, but why? (laughs) Yeah. And Klaus is like, well, I mean, it's the right thing to do. It's rewarding. It feels good to help. And then the snowman's like, but what about a real reason? Is there a real reason I should help? <laughs>
1: what about like a personal reason?
0: Yeah. He's like, well, as the temperatures uh, rise, Sam, it seems like you're getting dumber. So the colder we can make things, it seems like it'll help you out. He's like, well, shit. And then he gets in the sled. And he's like, well, okay. Things can't get any weirder. Here we go. <laughs> and Klaus is like, no, they can. And he fucking, on like, Dasher, on Prancer, on Vixen, and fucking takes the cosmic sled. Right. Um, If you haven't read Klaus, yes, he has a, a yeah, cosmic yeah. sled. And they're not team
1: of white wolves. Yeah,
0: they're not deer. They're just fucking good, good boy and good girl wolves.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit cooler than reindeer. (laughs) Oh, it's
0: much cooler than reindeer. Wayne deer. Wayne deer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they fly off to this asteroid, um, like with the snowman in tow. Who's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So the the first place that they have to go to is Titan, like the moon of Saturn. And Klaus even says, like, oh, it's freezing there. Like, you'll do really well. Like, it'll be awesome for you. Yeah, you'll fit right in. All right. And so they go off to uh to Titan, like the moon of Saturn, which um. It's also where uh, Thanos is from in the yeah, Marvel universe. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, they land on Titan, and in this universe, Titan is ruled by these uh, these mechanical beings, like the clockwork people. I think it's like a Doctor Who reference, is what it seems like. I know Grant Morrison pulls a lot of stuff Very from well Doctor Who. Be. Yeah,
1: yeah, they have like a secret, uh, like uh, script for an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah, that they've been keeping like in their back pocket forever. He, they pitched it a couple times. I think when they went to go pitch Brave New World uh they like showed it to some executives but oh, really? obviously uh, that like, better get made someday there's been no rumor or like news about it but who knows <laughs> yeah that seems like right up their alley i've never seen doctor who but if graham morrison does an episode i'd definitely have to watch oh, it oh yeah
0: I'd, I'd jump on then oh yeah uh but yeah on on uh titan here the uh the invaders have taken over and yeah uh they do they mention that uh, this character's name is searcher i must have missed that
1: i i don't think till the end but they definitely. up. Okay, but comes it makes up.
0: sense with the text and like the way they look and whatnot. Oh yeah. And like with the lore they come from.
1: Yeah, like you were mentioning at the beginning, where you know time travel and like the whole spectrum of Klaus with him across time. Like they're literally going to the cosmic clock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems pretty minor.
0: Well, actually, uh, they, uh, he says his name is Herm. I am nightborn, so uh, searcher might come up later, though. I, oh I yeah, it's it.
1: that's not. But that's like when they're going to the. Oh they, right, yeah. I see what you
0: mean. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so they're doing battle like in this Clockwork City to try to save these people, uh, and Klaus like looks at him. He's like, "All right, so I don't think the direct approach is going to work, but I have a plan here." And Klaus like leads them to this workshop, and uh, and uh, Frosty the Snowman or Sam, uh, he's like, uh, "What are you doing? Like, I don't understand."
1: Snowman.
2: <laughs> I don't know what's happening
0: here. I don't think we're making progress. Like, do you have a plan here, Klaus? And he's like, "Of course. Uh, you didn't think that I was going to find a workshop full of uh, sentient mosquito bagpipes, but." <laughs> But I did. But I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who Mos- would have thought?
0: Mosquito bagpipes. Wait, you turn the page and I shit you not. A, a swarm of mosquito bagpipes swarm this army. I'm like, well, that was not what I was expecting, but okay.
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty frightening. Oh yeah, it looks amazing though. Because you
0: see, one of them like put their like giant like bagpipe needle like in their skull, like shink. Yeah. Yeah, it's and there's just like
1: weird orange paint that comes out. Yeah,
0: it's something. Uh, But then this is what I love about Klaus, though. He goes up to uh, to her and he's like, "Uh, "You, we don't have to fight. Like, we can talk. Like, there's got to be some kind of misunderstanding here. Like, we can work through." Um, Klaus uh, Klaus is in a lot of ways kind of like uh, he's a pacifist. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, at first nature.
0: Well, I was gonna say it's almost like the uh, Grant Morrison's indie version of Superman. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting. For sure. Because, like... There's,
1: there's a lot of elements. Personality-wise,
0: like, this is so close to Superman. Like, yeah. everything about Klaus. So, I think this is very much, like, a, a, a moment, like, Superman would be having in my eyes. Sam gets, like, knocked... Uh, Sam actually has his first, like, heroic moment as Herm is, like, fighting... Uh a uh, fighting Klaus here and like dives like into her and like knocks him into the into the frozen lake
1: yeah it's like this is my moment
0: <laughs> yeah which is kind of cool because we mentioned like uh, Sam gets smarter as he goes into the water yeah so when Sam is in the water he's like wait like I- I'm getting smarter like I'm understanding things I've never understood before crystal structures mathematics this is this is insane and he's getting his memories back too yep um, and so he sees like a person driving a person building a snowman still nothing concrete. But then, like, things are coming back to him, too, like, the reason why, like, the whole twist of the end is starting to kind of make sense to him now, because he's like, wait, there's things I didn't notice before, like, the shape of my life, like, why I have this arm, like, I get, I get it now. But then he gets pulled out of the water, and he starts to lose that again. Yep. And uh, as he gets pulled out of the water, he tells Klaus, like, I don't know what's happening, like, I, I'm i starting to remember, and I don't know if I want to remember, like, what happened. And uh, Klaus is like, "There's no time for this, Sam. Like, we have to save the day."
1: Yeah, it's kind of the apocalypse. happening.
0: <laughs> it's uh, literally Ragnarok. <laughs> and uh, Sam, like, from being in the water, he's come up with a solution. He's like, "Klaus, I know what we can do. Like, we're at the cosmic clock right now. If we can set back time, we can stop this from happening and maybe find a different way." And Klaus has a very good line here because uh, Klaus is like thinking, "Like, is this going to work? This is crazy, even for me." Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks at Sam. He's like, "You know what, Sam? This is a good idea." Everyone deserves a second chance, don't you think? And that yeah. line is just gonna uh, right come back to just like murder me in the end, <laughs> and just that smile on his face, like everyone deserves a second chance, Sam. Right? That God fucking,
1: damn it, Klaus! That, that shit grin.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Klaus like pulls back the cosmic, uh, the cosmic clock, just like holding onto it with all his might, like as it goes, like whirls through time. Right. And, and Sam is like, no, he did it. Of course he did. He's fucking Klaus. <laughs> he turned, he turned time backwards, and it cost him. And uh, Sam, like the last words he has before time gets turned back, he's like, "I don't want to remember. I don't want to." <laughs> yeah. Eesh. Um. And then yeah, we we cut back in time, and Klaus, uh, as as the, the the Loki comet is approaching Earth, Klaus intercepts them early with like a transmission, and Klaus says like, "We're we're coming to change your minds. We're, we don't we don't want to fight here. Like there's, there's we can work something out." And oh yeah, you're right. This is searcher at the end with the yep. flames. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, like
1: when did we receive this message? Like it was one hour ago. Yep. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then yeah, so Klaus shows up. It's like an hour's all it takes. Rethink your plans, Lord Surter. It's like you know, perhaps there's an under- a misunderstanding here, and because of this diplomacy that Klaus is showing, it turns out that's true. Yep. Uh these invaders that were coming, it turns out that these Norse gods were maybe not as nice of people as we were led to believe uh (laughs) thor and uh and odin and all them turns out they weren't great yeah (laughs) what do you know well in real nordic
1: mythology they they were pretty much all pieces of shit yeah right
0: so i'm like wait a minute oh that makes a lot of sense yeah and uh describes like no we just came by here like we just need to feed a little bit off your sun. like not enough to like blow up the planet or anything crazy like we just need to to survive just gonna take a sip (laughs) when we came back here last time the gods whipped the shit out of us (laughs) killed our wolf And we're really upset about it. Yeah, and Klaus is like, you know what? Fair. Like that's that's pretty messed up. (laughs) Can't
1: argue against that. Yeah,
0: and so like they these like evil looking villains are thwarted just by like talking, like just by like being like, what's the problem? Oh, this is the problem. Oh, wait, we can fix that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, like diplomacy. Yeah. What do you know? (laughs) Like uh, Klaus even says like, there's no need for vengeance. Like, go with our blessing. It's like, oh okay all right and so yeah uh, so klaus like you know after they saved the day goes back with with sam and sam uh starting to kind of realize like what has happened to him and like why he is what he is uh says um so i guess you know now like i was a bad man i i cheated on my wife i lied to my boy uh and then i died and for some reason i was rebuilt as this snowman my kid built this was my punishment right for ruining everyone's life and we get the flashback of, like, him, like, uh, cheating on his wife with this woman, uh, building the snowman with this kid, and then leaving early to go hang out with the woman. Yep. Uh, and then, like, as he was driving home, he ran into one of those tree creatures and crashed his car and died. Yeah. And that's when he, the, the one of the arms from the creature or something must have, like, landed on the snowman or crawled its way to the snowman. Yeah. And, like, with his sentience brought the snowman to life. Almost like the this guy died with
1: unfinished business, and now he's like, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going to make my kid (laughs) proud, damn it. Right. Yeah, I don't know the exact origin. Isn't the origin of Frosty the Snowman just like some kids built a snowman and And they put a a magic hat on him? Like he wasn't like a person that died and that's like a sentience? No. Frosty the Snowman was a new Yeah, So this is an ultimately cooler thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Instead of a magic hat, it was a magic arm. Oh, yeah. And he says like, I remember I hit a tree and then I died. Klaus has a really good line. Like uh, Klaus is like back there from the opening scene. He's like, oh, but you don't remember? Like we just went over the whole story. Like you turned back time. If you turn back time, then you didn't die. Yep. And he just looks at the snowman, and the snowman's like, wait, what? We get, like, a full-page spread of Klaus going, like, back in time, saving his life from the tree monster instead of him crashing. Yep. Because, fuck you, I'm (laughs) in control of time now. Right. And, uh, God, I, I, oh, this part is like, this part just kills me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because he goes to Sam, and he's like, no, like, Sam, like, this this is your second chance like this is what you this is what you deserve Mm -hmm. and sam's like i i don't deserve this like i was a bad person like why do i deserve a second chance i don't i'm a bad person and klaus even says like well i mean even if you don't your son does and your son wanted a dad to be here like for his christmas so you're gonna be here for the christmas and you're gonna do the best you can like you know whatever you can do you're gonna do the best you can yeah and he's like sam i'll I'll remember you for what you did you saved the world yeah literally yeah and save time and as he's melting he's like klaus i i (laughs) and the snowman looks like melts and the and then like the last narration we have from sam and he's like oh goodness how could i have ever for how how, how could how could i ever wonder what these arms were for as the kid goes up to hug the snowman yep i'm like
1: (laughs) yeah no this like it's properly named as the crying snowman yep
0: yeah, because the kid goes up to hug the snowman, which melts. But then his dad is standing behind the snowman, like, "Yeah, I that's am. such
1: a cool panel sequence." Where, yep. Yeah, I loved that. Here I am, kid, and then right. yep, and
0: he's like, "Don't worry, the snowman's gone, but we'll build a better one." Oh God,
1: ah! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why?
0: Uh, yeah, I honestly, I think that's the best of the one-offs. Yeah, I I think that's my favorite of all four. Yeah, that one was great. I I haven't
1: uh, read the Witch of Winter yet, but that's been my favorite so far. Yeah,
0: just from start to finish, I just think it's a perfect issue of a comic book. I I just think it's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, so read, go read the Crying Snowman. It's worth owning in whatever form you can get it in. Uh, Definitely do that. The next one we're going to talk about is uh, a lot less uh, light on, or a lot more light on the dialogue. In fact, there are no words spoken. Yeah, just dates. Yeah, this one is called "The Life and Times of Joe Christmas." This one actually came out last year. Um, This is pretty recent. Um, This is uh, Joe Christmas was a character who was hinted at earlier. Basically, just uh, shown as basically like Klaus's Bucky Barnes. Yeah, like the World War II sidekick buddy. Yeah, and this issue kind of shows like it's all about him, like what his life was, and the way that this issue is uh, like scripted is very clever because it's basically a lot of comic books are roughly around like 20 to 30 pages yeah so what this comic does is there's 31 days in december there's a page for each day in the month of december here so there's a december first page a december second page a december third page and so on until we get to uh, christmas or i think it goes on till
1: the end of the year maybe it stops at christmas I um,
0: remember. yeah, no I, think, no, I
1: think it goes to the end of the year. Let me check. Oh, no, it does. It stops at Christmas. Yeah,
0: so it goes f- uh, from the first to Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's basically, like, what do they call those things? Uh, Advent calendars. Kind of, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a calendar. Yeah. And uh, But the thing is, they jump t- between years. Dude, that's got to be a thing, right? What? Like... This, a Klaus calendar uh, uh, literally this issue as a calendar that's gotta be <laughs> a that some of them would be really sad though oh yeah that's, <laughs> true. <laughs> that's actually true yeah. <laughs> I don't want the one month to <laughs>
0: yeah, just that'd be like the kids toys <laughs> that'd be a rough day <laughs> um, but yeah the way it's presented like I said it starts out in 2001 yeah so and it goes in reverse yeah and then it keeps going back in time a year Or sometimes not a year, but back sets of years. Yeah. So, like, the first picture we see is December 1st, 2001, and it says 71 years old, which we'll find out later is the age of Joe Christmas. Yep. So, it shows a 71 year old Joe Christmas just sitting, like, at a Santa's workshop at the mall, just, like, you know, like meeting with kids. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay. And then as it goes on, we go back in time. The next picture we see is Klaus, like, meeting with Joe Christmas, like, giving him the Santa suit. So, we're like, okay, I get it. Like, it's setting up things that come before. Yep. Um, So it just goes through like their life like it shows like Joe Christmas like having a drink with Klaus uh, and then going on adventures with we find out like his elderly wife who slowly like they go back in time and they get younger Um, and each one kind of just hints at like the bigger world of Klaus is a really good one for uh, you kind of getting context for different areas of the Klaus verse. yeah without like getting to see them formally yeah for sure like one of them is a bunch of like uh, really rich millionaire people on pogo sticks. (laughs)
1: yeah didn't quite get that one (laughs) that one i hopefully we'll find out more someday yeah it's almost like an old-timey like fox hunt like like old british elite fox hunt guys right on pogo sticks for some reason (laughs) and uh Um, transformers flying in the air yeah or a transformers toy
0: the 1984 one is basically like a, uh, a Days of Future's Past reference. It's like the Days of Future's Past uh, cover. Well, yeah, it's like X-Men. a hybrid of that, and literally and 1984. 1984. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But like the cover is like legitimately the X. Oh yeah, cover. it's yeah. like the same. Yep. And it says like Sinterklaas is watching you." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and there's like another one with like them as Ghostbusters. Uh, but it seems like no, those are like friendly ghosts, though. Like, no, that's uh, it's the Back to the Future, isn't it? The DeLorean. Well, the car looks like that, but there's like the ghosts of the oh, other, yeah. like, uh, oh, yeah, oh members. I mean, one of
1: them looks like death.
0: Yeah. But then one of them is, uh, very clearly Father Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I'm not huh. sure. Weird. Um, but as it goes back, like, there's, uh, one where they're fighting, like, Godzilla.
1: Yeah. That's my birthday one. Oh, yeah. It's
0: nice. <laughs> Um, and the 60s one is really good because you get introduced to their cat, which is like this, uh, eye patch cat. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. And it's like the 60s. So it's like a lava lamp in the background. Oh yeah. Um, r- really this whole issue needs to be read backwards and forwards. We're reviewing it forwards right now. When we go backwards, we'll
1: be able to see a little bit more of what the story is here. Yep. Um, well, and then of course, uh, the next day after the cat one is uh, him oh, the an beatles after the beatles yeah the beatles
0: like have a flat tire so klaus is helping him fix it right and he's like signing something like signed santa <laughs> i love the beatles like getting a signature from somebody right one of them i think is really cool is them fighting uh, at santa's workshop because uh, Santa's workshop in this continuity, we'll learn in another one-off, has been taken over yep. uh, by these evil like capitalists. Um, so like, and even like the the letter from Santa's workshop looks like the Amazon A, and they're like hiding behind it. It's <laughs> yeah. so, like I think that's a really good page of them hiding behind the Amazon A, fighting these like evil capitalists. Right? <laughs> that's a really good page. It's amazing. One of them is them, like, uh, with giant forks uh, attacking. What is that food it's called? Definitely,
1: it's definitely, it's like a giant flaming meteor fruitcake. Yeah,
0: it's a fruitcake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we have to eat it before it lands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And one of them is, like, the the team-up of the, of the super pets. Yeah. Because we get Lily and, and the cat and then, like, a, a rooster with, like, a ukulele. Yeah,
1: and then like <laughs> a donkey and a dog with, like, drums. Yeah, that's in 1954. Rum-tum-tum-tum. Right, little drummer donkey. Yeah, the 1951
0: is cool because basically we see like the Justice Society of like the Klaus universe, basically. Yeah, because it's like the 1950s, the first Justice League. It's very clearly like a Justice Society reference here. Oh yeah, and we get like the uh, you know F- uh, Father Frost shows up here again, and Father Christmas. Um, there's, there's, there's like a whole battle in World War II, which is where the the plot starts to kind of make a little more sense now. You kind of see Joe Christmas's origins. Yeah. Where I'm gonna actually skip ahead a few issues here, so we can start it from the back now. Okay. So I want to read this from the backwards forward because that's where we start to see the story really develop i think you need to read this issue backwards as well oh yeah um because if we start backwards we start in 1930 and we see klaus sitting at like this uh this church with just like this baby in like a basket on christmas day and then we go to uh where Joe Christmas is three years old and he's at this orphanage, like in his crib, having this memory of Santa visiting him, and that—that's this is probably my favorite page in the book. Oh yeah, of like the three-year-old just seeing Klaus like by the crib and Klaus just giving this friendly smile and wave, like right. "Hello,
1: baby." Yeah, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> Hello, little baby. <laughs> And then, yeah, we see Father Christmas at six years old. Um, This is in 1936. um, The year will be important in a minute here. Yeah. Um, And they're sitting, like, he gets, like, his first action figure, and it looks like a Superman action figure. So it's, like, Joe Christmas starting to get into, like, superheroes and, like, heroics. Yep. Um, But then, sadly, we cut forward to 1939, and we didn't even get... They didn't even say what setting this was. Yeah. But just the year is enough oh yeah the way they pitch this is just so like once you realize what you're reading Mm -hmm. it just hits you like a brick you're like oh wait because the picture you see is 1939 and all you see is the christmas presents but all knocked over like someone like came in the house
1: yeah it's like broken uh ornaments and everything
0: and if you think 1939
2: yeah it was a rough year this is
0: germany we're seeing we're we're learning that now yep and so 1942 we see him as just a kid in an orphanage with no parents you're like oh okay okay and that's him at twelve years old.
2: Yep. But then at
0: fifteen years old, we see World War II, and yeah. it's him with Klaus in World War II with the cat who apparently can grow to super
1: size. Yeah, it's giant and has an air, a biplane in its mouth.
0: Yeah, and I think we're actually seeing it lose yep. its eye here. Too, yeah, yeah, it's getting bombed because right one of in the planes eye. like yeah it bombs its eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's the bird. <laughs> that's where of the, the eye patch. patch comes from. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, we see them fighting in World War II. Very Captain America. Klaus even has a shield here, if you notice. A Captain America shield. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep, with like a Klaus symbol on it. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. And then yeah, we cut forward to uh Joe Christmas at 18 years old, and that's when they're going on adventures with Klaus, like piloting these like uh Christmas trees across space. Yep. Um at twenty one years old is when the uh, Joe Christmas has finally come into it. He's got the cat on his shoulder, like with the with the Justice League here, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the rest of it is like them going through adventures. Um, at, at nineteen sixty six is where we get the first appearance of uh, his wife who is not named. Um, Joe Christmas is uh like is like has has his hand over his shoulder like it looks like their first Christmas together in the sixties yeah. here. Yep. Um, and then like from that point on, they're on adventures together. Like it's Klaus and both of them like on the moon, and then like uh, on their wedding day is when they're yeah. getting attacked by the Godzilla.
1: I, I I still don't understand why they're standing on top of a giant wedding cake. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I, they, I get this as a comic book cover. That's or just something. Godzilla bait. <laughs> why did they get married
0: on a giant cake? What is that? We have to get a giant cake or Godzilla will have nothing. To eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's an honored guest <laughs> oh, um,
0: and then yeah um 1975 is them like having a christmas carol-, carol in front of the fire with lily um there's another sad detail kind of here in in the in the subtext here where you you see like uh his wife is pregnant yeah. and there's even like a little stocking like for the baby mm-hmm. um but then in 1978 uh four years later there's no stocking and no baby so it's like you don't know exactly yeah, what happened ha- but they're having a some, some kind of tragedy yeah yeah um, but they're they're going about their business, going on more adventures with Klaus. And uh, in, in their uh, in their fifties, you see like these two like they're older now, going on adventures with Klaus. Even the one that was the Days of Futures Past one in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, they kind of both have like a gray streak, but they're both like in the action.
1: Yeah, then they're on the Tron bikes.
0: Yep. Yeah, and on the Tron bike, like it's just like this old woman just like f- piloting a Tron bike with Joe Christmas, like hanging on, <laughs> like oh shit, right. And yeah, the last one, uh, the one in nineteen ninety three, it kind of looks like she's not doing so well. It kind of looks like uh, Joe Christmas is trying to take her. My, it's my- like
1: it's like the last ride, pretty
0: much. Yeah, my take on this is it's either that, like the last ride, or maybe he's taking her to Titan because this is Titan. It looks like. Oh, okay. from the last issue, that's is the clock. Oh yeah, steady. yeah, all the gears. I was thinking maybe he was trying oh, to like, turn back time yeah. to save her or something. Yeah. But like it just didn't work or it just wasn't possible. It's just not how magic works. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's why he was there. That's my take on it. Yeah. But you're right. It could have just been like a last ride, like a scenic trip or something too. Yeah. And then, yeah, 1996, she's gone. It's just Klaus and him drinking. So like that – because when you first read this, it's just an old man and Klaus drinking. You're like, okay. Okay like they're just drinking but now if you read it backwards you're like oh okay like this is the progression like you see the whole life like behind them yep um and then yeah him getting the the suit he's like he kind of like i'm guess he's probably like oh i'm too old for adventures and klaus is like no you know what you're not too old to help the kids. You could still spread cheer. Yep. I love the face on Lily as he's giving him the the Santa outfit. He's like, I know, right? Lily's like, huh?
1: <laughs> also, I'm just noticing this. I don't know if this is intentional or if this is just a thing I'm reaching on. But, okay, so he gives him the Santa suit in 1999, and but he doesn't start doing it until the Christmas of 2001. And that would have been, like, a couple months after September 11th. Maybe yeah, that could there heard, could be something there maybe like maybe that's what got him to finally do it or maybe like, I, don't, I don't know that I, could be a a stretch but like I feel like that could be a I minor don't know detail. for sure if Joe
0: Christmas is in America or not too oh yeah you're right because he might still be in Germany It's yeah. not
1: explicitly said here I mean the Santa's workshops written in English. Well, but, Santa's but workshop just, is on the moon, though.
0: It's not on Earth. Well, no,
1: in the last one. Oh, December in the last 1st. one. You're right.
0: It is in English. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. He probably is in America. Okay. Um, so that maybe could have something to do with it. It could also be maybe just that it took him two years to finally be like, eh, fine. Yeah,
1: it could definitely go either way. Yeah,
0: or maybe he's been doing it for two years and now it, it just, you know, cuts to this. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, that's the cool thing about this issue is they just give you a snapshot yep. of like these years, and you're just your job is to like fill in the blanks. Like especially if you've read the other Klaus one offs, like you have some more context to fill in the blanks with. Yeah, and so like. This issue would take you like probably twenty minutes to read forwards and backwards, so I highly recommend if you read this to do both. Oh, definitely. Because yeah, you, like I said, the story doesn't really come together until you read it backwards, and then when it does, you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. oh fuck, oh okay.
1: <laughs> Why like, do they have to just hit you right in the field? It's a whole
0: roller coaster of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's something. Uh, so, damn, yeah. The, we read two of the best one-offs right here. Um, I, I Actually, I'll have to reread the other ones. Those, those ones might impress me just as much. But rereading these two, I was just thoroughly like, holy shit, like, this is one of the best books being released right now, mm-hmm. like in comics in general. Oh, yeah. Um, so, if you haven't read Klaus, uh, they're on Comixology. If nothing else, if you want to read it while it's still Christmas, uh, go on Comixology and get that, if nothing else. Uh, otherwise, the hardcovers, I think, come out in early January. I think January 6th is when these come out uh, to buy. I'm definitely oh, okay. going to get those myself. Nice. Because I already have the, the House Santa beginning. Again, it's got to get the one offs in hardcover now, too. Yep. Uh, but that'll be it for our Christmas episode. We were ring, ting, tingling, and dingling, ling, <laughs> You got a dingling. You got to get your dingling and ring a tingling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, got- th- if I've ever said anything on this podcast, let it be that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it go down.
0: All right, but that'll be it for the Christmas app. Uh, join us next week. We're going to be finishing. Uh, that's going to be the finale of our Wonder Woman coverage. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 came out today, so we're going to go watch that and then review that movie and then read uh, uh, The Cheetah's first appearance in Sensational Wonder Woman back way back in the 40s. Oh, yeah. We're going to check out that. I saw one panel where Wonder Woman throws a piano at a bunch of people, which was pretty interesting. Classic. It's <laughs> a <Some> classic. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we're getting into Hickman Avengers. I think we Hell both yeah. of us already started reading that just because we were excited. Yeah, I've been loving um, that. So, yeah, we're going to do a whole Avengers series. Um... I, I'm guessing we're, we're probably going to watch the Avengers movies. That makes the most sense. Yeah, um, might as well. Get well, it out of the way. Well, and because not only that, but the Infinity War, I feel like would tie into uh, the way that, where we're going to end Leading Hickman's Avengers Hickman's Avengers, where we're going to leave it, is going to end on this giant Thanos story.
1: Oh, so right, right. I think
0: that'll tie in really well when we end that.
1: And that'll be kind of a nice segue into WandaVision, too.
0: Yeah, true. That's right. Because yeah. after that, we'll be able to finally start the uh, the WandaVision show. It'll be out by then, but we're yeah. going to wait until, like, the... When it's wrapping We're up. at the end of the season so we can talk about it all, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about Englehart's uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch book from the 80s uh, when we get to that point. Um, so, yeah, uh, join us next time. We'll be getting into more Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.